listening to From the Friars, the podcast of the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus went into the region of Caesarea Philippi, and he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter said in reply, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus said to him in reply, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my my heavenly Father. And so I say to you, You are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he strictly ordered his disciples to tell no one that he was the Christ. The Gospel of the Lord. Once again, a word of welcome to everybody. Um, We have some tremendous readings here. Very famous passage from the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 16. One of those passages where Jesus is clearly designated Simon Peter as the first pope, renaming Simon Peter the rock, and upon this rock I will build my church, giving him the keys to the kingdom. Whatever you bound or loose will be bound and loosed in heaven. And um, from this passage comes the idea, which you probably have heard, of St. Peter standing at the gates after you die, and he's there at the pearly gates. You've probably heard a a million jokes about St. Peter at the gates, whether he lets people in or not. And um, the context of this, Jesus is asking a question, who am I? Who am I? Who, Who do people say that I am? You saw there was a lot of confusion. Some people thought maybe he was John the Baptist. Some people thought maybe he was the prophet Elijah or Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. And Peter, Simon Peter, gives the right answer, but it wasn't an answer based off of what he figured out on his own, right? Jesus said, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. It was an insight that Simon Peter received from the Father through the gift of faith. You are the Messiah. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. So I want to talk a little bit about this question of identity. Jesus asked, who am I? Who do you say that I am? And just as Simon Peter had the ability to give the correct answer because of the faith this revelation from God the Father, it's the same for us. You know, we might go out onto the streets, the little microphone, interviewing people. We could ask people, who, is there a God? And if so, who is he? What's his identity? And uh, you probably would get an amazing variety of answers, huh? An amazing variety of answers all these different ideas about who God is. 
And you know, in some way, that speaks to something about the human heart, doesn't it? That in every era of history, and in every culture, every corner of the planet, there has been this looking for God. All the different religions of the world. I took a class on the world religions when I was in college, and I loved it. I found it so interesting. All kinds of different ideas and beliefs about God. And in many ways, that is the story of religion. It's a testimony to something that's really human, something that's authentic. It's something inside of us. If I could put it this way, it's part of our blueprint. It's part of our DNA. It's there in every person of every culture. If you're a man or a woman, if you're from North Central or South America, if you're from Europe, if you're from Africa, if you're from Asia, it doesn't matter. There's something that we're looking for God. Looking for God. And the Christian religion is actually unique and different. For all the world religions, it's all about this looking and searching and seeking for God, which is so human. But the Christian religion is actually the opposite story. It's not about humans who were looking for God, trying to figure it out. Rather, it's the story of God coming in search of us. Because Jesus is true God and true man. Jesus is the Word made flesh. God came to reveal himself to us. So only in Jesus do we learn the truth about who God is. Who God is. Now you can get a glimpse of that with the gift of your reason that God is omnipotent, that God is, is omniscient, that you know everything that God created, he must be greater than his creation. But only in Jesus is it revealed to us who God is. Okay, now this is going to get good. Did you notice how Simon Peter says, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God, and then Jesus reveals to Simon Peter who he is. You are Peter. And uh, this was St. Pope John Paul's favorite passage from the Vatican Council. There was a passage in uh, Vatican II that St. John Paul quoted more than any other passage when he was Pope. And it was this line that said that Jesus reveals God to us and Jesus reveals us to ourselves. That only in Jesus do we even learn who we are. Wow! How could that be true? That if, that if we are made in God's image and likeness, this is what it means to be a human being. There's something that when God made us that we are an image, we're a reflection of Him. And Jesus reveals God to us, and so then He, in His divinity and humanity, He reveals us to ourselves. So what does that mean for us? What does that mean? Take a moment. As you're sitting there, you come into your own inner heart and you wonder, who am I? Who am I? 
Am I just an animal? A highly developed animal? Is there something different about me, about who, who am I? Now you may be saying, I'm Korean. You may be saying, I'm Polish. You may be saying, I'm a mixture of a lot of things. Actually, none of that touches on the core of your identity. What country your family came from, the culture that you grew up in. There's something deeper. There's something much deeper that only a relationship with Jesus reveals to us our deepest identity. As you sit there and you go into your heart of heart and you pray and you ask the Lord, who am I? What is the meaning of my life? So I look around at this world, you think about the concrete details of your life, your family, where you live, where you work, where you go to school. What does it mean? What, what? It's only in Jesus that we understand how it fits together. It's only in Jesus that we are given to understand that we are made in God's image and likeness, that we are here for a purpose, that life has meaning and value. It's not random. It's not an accident. It's not the product of scientific evolution. That God is real, Jesus is alive, and He is calling us. Where am I going? You know, all of these big questions come together in Jesus. And as we grow in our faith, as we grow in our uh, relationship with God, little by little by little, He draws us. You know, as we struggle, huh? we struggle against our sinful nature. We struggle to forgive. We struggle to live lives of virtue and holiness, to love to love those in our lives, our family members, our friends, people that we rub elbows with in our lives. That this life that God is calling us to, you know, it has value. When we die, we will go before Him. We will give an account to God. We will be judged on how we lived, what we did with this gift that we were given of our existence, of our life. And we will give an account. Now, um, why am I highlighting this message today. Well, one aspect of our culture today is there's a lot of confusion. A lot of people don't know who God is, and therefore they don't even know who they are. And you can see it in the news, in the movies, in the TV shows. There's a struggle. People trying to figure out their identity. And there's all kinds of different crazy ideas where people are looking for their identity. And it's only in Jesus that God reveals to us who we are. Flesh and blood has not revealed this. You can't figure it out apart from a grace from God, the gift of faith. Um, I'll conclude with a, a story that illustrates my point. Um, you know, the friars, we have a lot of ministry with the poor. And um, in our soup kitchen, the brothers were there serving. And there was a man there 
who would come to the soup kitchen. He was very poor. He was an alcoholic, so he was often drunk. And he would dress like a woman. He had a little bit of a beard. He was clearly a man. But he would wear, you know, lipstick and makeup and fingernail polish and like a dress. And, and of course, the brothers would always just, we would welcome anybody and love them and accept them just as they are, as God asks us to do. But the brothers were able to establish a friendship with this man. There, there was a relationship where he knew that the brothers loved him and cared for him as a person. And out of this relationship, out of this friendship, they were starting to be able to talk about the, the deeper things of life. And so one of the brothers was asking him, you know, why do you dress like a woman? Even though you're, you're obviously a man. And because there was a, a relationship, he trusted the brothers, he knew that he was loved, he was able to, to answer honestly. And he said, I do this because I hate myself. And he had a very sad story of growing up in a family where he wasn't loved. And his, his identity, his existence wasn't affirmed as a good thing. He had a sister who was beloved. So somehow in the psychology of his mind, he thought, well, if I was a girl, maybe my parents would love me. And that, that got deep down in his psyche when he was a kid. And it explained about the struggle that he was having. And as he was coming to faith, as he was coming to a relationship with Jesus, little by little, he was starting to learn the truth about himself that he was loved, that he had dignity and value as God created him. We pray for him and for all the people out there who are running around confused, looking for their identity. We have this beautiful gift of our faith in Jesus, who's revealed to us the truth about God. He's revealed to us the truth about ourselves, that at our deepest heart, we are loved by God. We're here for a reason. We're made in his image and likeness. And we're called to make good use of the time that's given us to live lives of love and to reach out to a world that is in darkness with the light of Jesus, the light of Christ, the light of his love, the light of his truth. And that is freedom. That is salvation. That is what God is calling us to. So as we now conclude with the Eucharist, we pray. We pray that we may know God, that our faith may grow stronger. And in that relationship, we would come to learn even ourselves, our identity in Christ, and that we would be open to reaching out to those who are in desperate need for God's grace. And we pray for that this day. We hope you've enjoyed listening. Please visit us on our website, franciscanfriars.com, or follow us on social media, CFR underscore Franciscans. God bless you.